Hi, I'm Pastor Guy Burke. We welcome you to this week's worship with First Baptist Church Indianola. We also invite you to find out more about us at our website, www.fbcindianola.com. And don't forget to like us on social media. Join us now as we study deep truths from God's holy word. We're so glad you've taken time out of your midweek to join us for our midweek Bible study here online. And we are thankful that you are engaging with this method. want to invite you to take just a moment, if you're watching via Facebook, to like and share. And also, if you're checking it out on YouTube, please hit that subscribe button. That'll help us out to get that specific URL we need for our uh, YouTube channel. Today, we're going to continue in our study in the book of Galatians over the last couple of weeks. We've been walking through verse by verse, and we're in chapter one still, and we've been just diving into this book and this letter that Paul has written to the church in Galatia, uh, and he's writing it really as a spiritual father to, to encourage them, uh, but also to be very direct with the issue at hand for this church. He knows this church is in a very important place at a very important time, and there are false teachers that are infiltrating this church. And so Paul is writing to combat that. And last week, we began to see how Paul was going to defend his apostleship. And so here we continue in that section. Uh, And tonight we're going to be in chapter 1, verses 13 through 14, as we consider Paul's past. You know, we all have a past, right? Whether good or bad, we we have a past. And and God can use that past uh, in our present. And that's really what's happening here for Paul. Paul is going back. He's hearkening back to his past in these verses so it will influence the present and the present members of the church in Galatia and help them see the true gospel Uh, because Paul has already written to them to hold on to that true gospel. It's what they've already received. It's what they've already been, he's already brought to them. And so he's calling them and leading them to step away from the false teaching and to hold on to the true gospel that they've already received. So let's read these verses tonight in chapter 1 of Galatians, chapter 1, verses 13 through 14. And this is what Paul writes. For you have heard about my former way of life in Judaism. I intensely persecuted God's church and tried to destroy it. I advanced in Judaism beyond many contemporaries among my people because I was extremely zealous for the traditions of my ancestors. So when we begin in verse 13, the Galatians have heard. Uh, Paul writes that there. He says, for you have heard. What have they heard? Well, they have heard of Paul's experience. They've heard of Paul's past. And so he's going to use that past to show that he's a true apostle of Jesus. So Paul reminds the Galatians of what they've already heard about him. Now, how did they hear it? Did Paul tell them previously uh, he could have shared his Damascus Road experience earlier on with them at some point in time? Were the false teachers using it? Did false teachers previously tell the church in Galatia that, hey, Paul's just a convert, okay? Paul's just a convert. There's nothing, you know, there's nothing unique there. He's kind of just taking this on, this role on, and, and they're kind of using it against him. Or, or did they did it come from other did the rumor spread? Did the story spread? Did, did that kind of thing spread among the churches in that time in the area? Or was it in, uh, somewhere else they heard it from? They could have heard it from somewhere else. So there's a lot of different options when we think about how uh, those in Galatia heard about Paul and his experience and Paul's past. But the point of this is, is that they had a piece of the puzzle 
regarding who Paul was. They already had a piece of that puzzle regarding who he was in Christ. And so Paul is bringing that forth. He's going to use his past to influence the present. And so he says, my former way of life. So you've heard about me. You've heard about my past, my former way of life. The Greek term used there in the original language of the New Testament, it's a word that describes one's conduct or moral behavior. So Paul is, he's, he's pointing them that you've heard about my former way of life. You've heard about my conduct, the way I behaved before, my actions. And all this is regard to my moral behavior, whether it's good or bad. So that's how the term is used, good or bad. So Paul is bringing that past in to influence the present. He says here, he doesn't live the same way as he once did. Now this gives us an example. You may think, well, I don't have the exciting testimony I need to share Christ with someone. Well, friend, you've got a testimony. No matter what you think about it, you've got a testimony in your past can influence somebody's present. And that's a key application we see from Paul as he writes here. And he's writing specifically, and he, he brings up his past religion. He speaks of Judaism. Now, this is a, a, a kind of connection point, if you will. This connection point, from the, the false teacher's aspect, they're known as Judaizers. And so what they're doing is they're taking the gospel and they're adding these layers of tradition upon it. So Paul's linking himself with the same religion, but it's a, a past religion. It was a religion that he, he viewed everything through. It, it was his filter for life. And he was passionate and he was zealous about it. He was zealous about Judaism. But now, however, he's making a distinction that in his past, he was part of a different religion. Judaism, in Paul's mind, as he writes this, is a different religion than Christianity. He's made that break. So part of his past, he was part of a different religion, a part, part of Judaism. He was a Pharisee. Paul says of himself, he was a Hebrew of Hebrews in Scripture. And so when we think about that. He's making a break here. He's making a key distinction that Judaism was my religion in the past. Now Christianity is my life and my purpose. And so this detail shows us that just as the Judaizers appealed to the people with these specific traditions being layered on top, Paul is appealing to the people with the true gospel because he's showing his past and how he has turned from that past. And so this, this zeal, it led to some specific actions. So we, we see here that in Paul's past, he had a passion and it led to some specific actions. But here's the deal. Passion can lead you to act, but it doesn't mean those actions are right. You can have great passion for something, and that will cause you to act in a certain way, but that doesn't make your actions right. And Paul is showing that in his past, he was very, very zealous and very passionate in regards to Judaism and going against the church, as we will see. That didn't make his actions right. And so he's using that past to influence the present. What are the two actions? Well, he explains those to us. He says that he intensely persecuted God's church. Now make a note of that. He specifically says God's church. So Paul's past would have been to go against the church. But now he is leading in the church movement and to plant churches and to be a missionary to the Gentiles. So there is a, a very distinguished movement here in Paul's thinking and in Paul's mindset. You see, Paul, when he, when he makes this claim that it's God's church, 
it's not that just Paul realized and understands that that he was persecuted. It's not that he was just persecuting against Jesus, who, from a Jewish idea, was not a true Messiah. No, he realized that he was actually persecuting God himself because the church is of God. And that shows us the importance of the church. You know, we live in an age where you're watching this digitally and it's very easy to, to move away from being engaged and serving in the church. But the local church is God's medium for the mission of the gospel. And it draws us to the importance of the church here. Paul shows that the past and the future belong to the church. It's God's church. And he was a part of it now. Even though in the past he wasn't, now he recognizes exactly what the church means. And, but in his past, he tried to destroy it. That's the second action. He tried to destroy it. He wanted to exterminate it. it. That was his zeal. That was his passion. So when he looks at his past, he's making these distinguishing notes and these distinguishing points to show that, yes, he had a past, but he wants to show his past to influence the present. When we look at verse 14, he talks about how he had advanced. In his past, as, as he was seeking to be a rabbi in Judaism, as he was a Pharisee and he was part of that group, he was advancing well beyond his contemporaries. He was competitive. Don't, don't get it wrong. Paul, Paul was that type A personality. He, he had a drive. He was very competitive. I was at a basketball game yesterday, junior high basketball game yesterday, and I saw a lot of competitiveness. Not a lot of coordination, but a lot of competitiveness. And if that coordination ever catches up with the competitiveness, we're going to have something. But Paul was competitive, and he was saying that in my past, I was zealous, I was passionate. I was even moving past my contemporaries as I sought to live out Judaism as a Pharisee. That's where he was. Not only that, he says that he was among his people. He says, my people. He saw this as, as, as he, you know, we don't turn on our own. Paul wasn't turning on his own. He saw this as his people, his tribe. He was advancing in Judaism. But then he met Jesus. And everything changed. And friend, just let's pause right there. If you encounter the risen Lord, everything will change. In your soul and in your spirit and for your eternity, it will change. It changed for Paul. And his past was his past. And that can be true for all of us in our story. Our past can be our past, and we can use that past to influence the present for the glory of the Lord. And as Paul writes, this is what's moving him to speak to the church in Galatia in the way he did. He said that he was extremely zealous. There's that passion again. He had this deep passion. It was out of bounds kind of passion. He was going all in for all of this. And then he says, not only was he extremely zealous, but it was for the traditions of his ancestors. Now, we don't know if this is a description of Paul's fellow Pharisees that were part of that contemporary group that he was with, or it could be that his family actually had connections with being a Pharisee from years and years prior to Paul even being born. But whatever it is, Paul knew that the false teachers were pointing back to their ancestors, to their traditions, and they're layering all that up on top of the gospel. Paul is showing that he had been a part of all that, but that the gospel is above all that. 
that the gospel that he had brought to Galatia is the true gospel. And that's what they need to hold on to, not fall in line with the false teaching that's infiltrating the church. You see, it was the same traditions that Paul experienced before Christ that Paul knew the false teachers were adding to Christ. But what Paul is trying to show the church is that Jesus is better. And that's an application for your life and my life. Whatever is out there, whatever we're walking through, whatever circumstances we're facing, whatever information that seems to be in front of us, whatever our desires might be, we have to go back to the gospel and realize that Jesus is better. So this leads us to uh, just a couple of takeaways I want to leave with you tonight as we conclude. I hope these are portable for you. I hope these are something that you can apply to your life this week. The first takeaway is your past doesn't determine your destiny. Your past doesn't determine your destiny. If we see anything from Paul, his past, it didn't determine his ultimate destiny. Jesus came into his life and Jesus put a purpose and a call on his life and it changed everything. And Jesus is still the same and he's still faithful and he can change your past into something that blossoms into a glorious future. The second takeaway is God's church is the medium for gospel mission. God's church is the medium for gospel mission. God's church is important, friend. It's great that we have this kind of technology, but if we're just isolated watching online videos and we're not engaging in the local church, then that's not being part of who God calls us to be as the body of Christ. And we have, to, we have to recognize that and we have to make intentional steps to serve, to be engaged and be part of God's medium for the gospel mission. The third takeaway, the last one, whatever you give up for Jesus, Jesus is better. Know that, believe that, live that. Whatever you sacrifice in your life for Jesus, recognize that Jesus is better. He was better yesterday, he's better today, He's better forever, and he is better than whatever we could think about giving up and sacrificing for him and for his glory. I hope this has been a challenge to you. I hope it's been encouraging to you, but I hope it's been a blessing to you for your week. And as you move throughout the rest of this week, may God use this time of study in Galatians to enhance your spiritual journey and your spiritual growth. Let's pray together as we finish. Lord, I pray for everyone tuning in tonight. I pray that they are uh, encouraged, but I also pray that they would reflect. I pray that they would ponder upon the truths of your word and that just like Paul, may we all use our past to influence our present. And may it be done in a way that only you get the credit for it. We ask this in your holy name. Amen.